Welcome to Exploring the Ancient Forest. More than 20 years ago, Australian death doom metal band Paramecium released their sophomore album Within the Ancient Forest. The album lyrics were based on the book Within the Ancient Forest, written by Andrew Tompkins, the band's vocalist and bassist. In this podcast, we celebrate and explore the plot, the context, and the symbolic significance of the story behind this piece of classic doom metal history. So hi, this episode is coming a bit late. Last weekend I was at a very special birthday party in Hamburg. So today you'll hear the final part of my analysis of Within the Ancient Forest um, of the album lyrics. Actually, we only have one more song to cover and that's Darkness Dies, the final track, which roughly corresponds to chapter 13 of the book. And after that I'll add a few closing remarks about the book. Keep in mind that Within the Ancient Forest has recently been published for Kindle, along with my German translation, and you can get it on Amazon now at the incredibly low price of three bucks. Okay, so here we go. A quote from C.S. Lewis's book, Mere Christianity. Nothing you have not given away will ever really be yours. And a quote from Joseph Campbell's book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces, where he writes about baptism. The female water, spiritually fructified with the male fire of the Holy Ghost, is the Christian counterpart of the water of transformation known to all symbols of mythological imagery. To enter into this font is to plunge into the mythological realm. To break the surface is to cross the threshold into the night sea. End of quotes. The title of the final track of the album, Darkness Dies, recalls and cancels out that of the preceding track of My Darkest Hour. The lyrics heard on the album begin with a song sung by distant voices. In the book, this song is not heard until denial has entered the baptismal pool in order to die to himself. We will get back to this song later. At the beginning of the narrative part of the lyrics, Denial is traveling along a golden path leading towards the fire tree and the castle of Garen. In chapters 11 and 12 of the book, after Denial has returned from under the ground and apologized to destiny, the two have had some more brief adventures, including a surprise attack by one of the dragon's warriors and discussions about people either walking away from the fire tree or camping in its light without entering the castle. The lyrics skip these episodes and concentrate on Denial's encounter with Garen inside the castle. In fact, Destiny is not even mentioned anymore in the lyrics. It is on the Golden Path that Denial realizes that his quest so far has really been a search for the Fire Tree and all that it stands for. Since Denial has been journeying through a forest, it only seems natural that the final object of his quest should take the form of a very special tree. So what does the burning tree stand for? Well, most obviously, it is a symbol of the cross of Jesus. The Bible verses quoted in the booklet strongly indicate that this is an allegory about the gospel. The fire tree is the place where, in the legend and in fact, 
Garen has, quote, died to bring life to mankind, unquote. But the fire tree is also a, quote, tree that burns whilst never consumed, unquote, and therefore associated with the burning bush that appeared to Moses in the book of Exodus, a symbol of eternity and the mysterious presence of the divine. Perhaps destiny is no longer mentioned because the fire itself is a symbol of God's spirit. The fire tree is an amalgamation of the many trees present in myths around the world. These trees are often trees of life and trees of knowledge, and therefore the tree is a most fitting object of denial's quest, whose utmost desire has been to behold both truth and life, to quote from the song I Am Not Alive once more. Now it seems that he has finally reached his twofold goal. In the book, the tree is also the gate into the castle, in a way too complicated to describe here. The gospel connection is crystal clear. The tree is the way, the truth, and the life. As already mentioned, Garin's sacrifice epitomizes Jesus' crucifixion, but it also bears resemblance to the passions of other godmen. For example, the Norse god Odin's self-sacrifice on the great tree Yggdrasil, another tree of knowledge connection. See C.S. Lewis's Reflections on the Psalms, chapter 10, for ideas about the deeper connection between different passion stories. After burning to death, Garin has risen from the ashes like the phoenix. But unlike the phoenix's life cycle, this has happened once and for all, so that Garin now sits on his throne forever. Denial's encounter with him is now the last in a long series of legends come true. Who was he, that man that died? Denial asks. The disembodied answer given in the lyrics, That man was God, holds the key to finding a hidden clue in the track titles. In Exordium, Song of the Ancient, I Am Not Alive, The Grave My Soul, Gone Is My Former Resolve, Of My Darkest Hour, Darkness Dies. The initial letters of each title of the album make up the question, I-S-I-T-G-O-D, is it God? The question has thus built up over the course of the album. Denial has now gone far enough to see where he came from. It is now in the presence of the everlasting fire and the resurrected king that he realizes his quest has been for God. He really is the old man who seeks reunion with the ancient. And the final lesson that he learns is that, quote, in death there is life, unquote. He has found the Garen sword in an unlikely place of death and decay, and denial will now find true life in the death of his own false self. This is why he enters the pool of water in the king's throne room. Not only does the image connect the ending of the story to the beginning, in the book, he actually re-emerges from the forest lake he had crossed at the beginning of his quest. It also symbolizes the death-to-self aspect of baptism. Contrary to what some people think, baptism is not simply an initiation rite associated with a symbolic cleansing or a bath in the water of life. According to the New Testament, the water is meant to symbolize death and the denial of the old self. The rite is explicitly connected to the tale of Noah and the flood. Denial enters the pool of death, once again crossing the threshold into the unknown, to find life. His denial, at last, is directed against himself. And in the book he gets a new name, Devout. By the way, 
The paradox that your true self cannot be found until you die to your false self is a very old one. The seed must fall into the ground and die in order to bring forth new life. There is also a striking contrast to denial's passage over the forest lake in, in Exordium. This time he does not pass over but into the water. His passage into the uncanny has attained its fullness. And whereas the lyrics to the first song culminated in the first-person pronoun, I, this second transformation ends with a shift to the second person, as Garin pronounces the imperative, Go now and die to yourself. This time the traveler leaves behind everything of his own free will, and vanishes beneath the surface, being held completely by the words of the King of Life. While he is passing through death towards rebirth, a song is sung, whose lyrics are as follows. Now the fire is burning, let the fire spread, so those who think they live will realize that they are dead. These lines reference those living dead that denial found lying comfortably in their graves in Gone is My Former Resolve. It is implied that he now will have the power to actually awaken them. The lines also recall the words of Jesus recorded in Luke chapter 12. I have come to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. Or in the Gospel of Thomas, saying number 10, I have cast a fire onto the world, and see, I watch over it until it blazes up. The song continues, Over eons, over centuries, it has taken many names, for the spirit of the ancient is the fire within the flames. The eternally burning tree symbolizes the spirit of God, which has taken many names. Destiny, the beautiful guide, has been only one of its many incarnations. King Garin uses similar words addressing denial before his baptism. Quote, many have stood where you stand, and many will stand there in latter days. Unquote. This once more drives home the point that denial is an everyman figure, like all allegorical travelers. Anybody could stand where he is standing, and many or all will at some point. He is a variable that transcends and includes. We know this story well, as we should, of him that is us. So what can be said about the book in general? Well, a few things. First of all, it's rather a simple, uh, linear story with no really round characters. But the characters are rather types than actual characters. The text type is actually not really a novel, but it's what most people would call a novella. Or a novelette. I would say it's a spiritual symbolic tale that harks back much more to Dante and John Bunyan and maybe C.S. Lewis and some literary fairy tales of the 19th century rather than to classic fantasy novels. The Paramecium album lyrics are actually an adaptation of the book, although both were written by Andrew Tompkins and the lyrics quote quite literally from the book at times. Especially around the beginning and the ending of the book, there are a number of chapters that are not included in the storyline as told through the songs on the album. 
It's as if the album tells a reduced version of the largest part of the plot, from Denial's crossing of the lake to his ritual death in the baptismal pool. The chapters that have been left out in the lyrics uh, tend to be rather heady and verbose, chapters in which uh, Denial talks uh, to others and, and ponders uh, about certain things. One exception to this is the rather vivid dream in which he meets his horse in human form in chapter 4. Another thing, the CD booklet did something that the book never did. It made things very explicitly Christian by including Bible verses and such. The book stays completely symbolic. I don't really know where that difference came from. It might just be a thing that was normal in the 1990s uh, Christian metal scene to be very vocal and preachy about one's faith. But the book isn't really like that. And despite its obvious allegorical nature, I think that the book is well written and intriguing as a story in its own right. There are some details in there, like the songs that are sung in it and some allusions to things within the fictional world that make the book really mythopoeic in the sense that a completely different world is evoked. And I like it. Yeah, that will be it for today. The question is, how will this podcast go on? Will it go on? I think it will. Um, I can't promise that it will be next week, but sometime soon. I definitely love to do an episode about Paramecium's other lyrics and see what they have in common or don't have in common with Within the Ancient Forest. Um, I already said multiple times that I'm planning an interview with Andrew Tompkins, so keep that in mind too. You can still uh, contact me if you have any suggestions for the interview, any questions I should ask, and things like that, stuff that would interest you. I'd also like to go into the the story of Within the Ancient Forest more on a on a plot kind of level, on like looking at the entire plot line and what can be said in terms of its structure and comparing it with um, with other hero hero's journey myths. That would be pretty interesting, I think. So we'll see where this show goes. Keep in mind, you can find me on Facebook. Just look for Exploring the Ancient Forest. Or on Instagram or on Twitter. You can send an email to ancientforestpodcast at gmail.com. You can send in voice questions. And maybe most importantly, you can find Andrew Tompkins' own website at abtompkins.com. That's A-B-T-O-M-P. K-I-N-S dot com. That was it for me today, and I'll talk to you next time.